Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Rebecca Lawrence and this is Voices. In this set of interviews, I will be focusing on issues of inclusion, diversity and allyship through intimate conversations with wine industry professionals from all over the globe. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps us cover equipment, production and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This is the Voices series with me, Rebecca Lawrence. This week, I'm joined by the co-founder of Hispanics and Wine, Maria Calvet. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here today. I'm really excited to talk to you about Hispanics and Wine, but I do want to be good for to our listeners and give them maybe a little bit of broader background. Uh, so as I understand it, you were born in Ecuador grew up in Queens. So how does a Latina New Yorker find her way into wine? That's quite a story. Um, so yes, I was born in, in Ecuador and grew up in the heart of Queens uh, since I was like four or five years old. Um, growing up with pa- my parents, they, they, they don't drink wine. So for me, wine wasn't a thing until I was 18 years old. Um, my first experience was during college, actually. I studied abroad in Spain, and that's where I was introduced to the world of food and wine, Spanish culture. Um, I didn't realize drinking wine every day for dinner or maybe even lunch was a thing. And so for me, that experience really opened my eyes to something new. And so once I graduated college, I Professionally, I, I actually started to work in finance. So I worked in finance for eight years and I was actually vice president of global communications at a currency broker in Wall Street. And through my experience uh, professionally as well, um, through my friends and colleagues, I was introduced to the wine world here in the U.S. And, you know, having gone to restaurants, speaking with sommeliers, I just realized there's this whole world behind this one little bottle of wine that I'm ordering for dinner and just knowing about how that wine was cultivated, uh, the the hands that touched that bottle for me was just such a captivating story. And so because of my college experience and my professional experience, um, after eight years in Wall Street, I decided to pivot my career and follow my palate and decided to work at a renowned PR agency in New York City in the wine industry. And that's the start for me in wine. And I have been so thankful to work with so many wine brands, institutions and consortiums in doing their PR and marketing campaigns. And as of 2019, I decided to move to Washington, D.C. to try a new adventure and become a PR consultant. And, you know, I had this experience already in the wine industry professionally, and I happened to step upon 
this store called uh, Gran Cata and who specializes in Latin American wines and spirits and food. And I saw the amount of diversity of Latin wine producers that I've never seen before. And just hearing the stories of all these produced from South America, um, even from like the DR, Puerto Rico, and other places that I was unfamiliar with that produced wine was eye-opening for me. And so that's where I noticed a lack of uh, representation of Hispanic and Latinx people in the industry. And that's kind of my journey in the wine industry from college to finance, to working in wine, to now Hispanics and wine. Wow, that's quite a journey. But building all the skills you need to give the industry what it needs now. Yes, and that's the beauty of the industry. Exactly. The, and that's something that we're, we're going to touch on a little bit later, actually. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about the fact that before you were even in wine, before you had even thought about being the co-founder of Hispanics and Wine, you were actually already involved in initiatives to give back to local communities. Yeah. So was, is that just something that's always been with you? A hundred percent. You know, culturally, you know, being from South America um, and growing up in Queens, we are community driven. The success of my neighbor is my success. The success of a family member is all of our successes. And so for me, that's always been cultivated growing up where I need to make sure that, you know, I take care of myself, I take care of my family, but more importantly, also help others, even if I may not know you in any way. And so when I worked in finance, you know, I was always trying to create these projects on weekends or, you know, during the summer to do like team building projects and something revolving around volunteering. And so because of that passion that I had, uh, we we spearheaded and created a CSR, so Corporate Social Responsibility Committee, and I was the co-chairman. And we spearheaded volunteer opportunities with local nonprofit organizations to give back to the community. And that was a way for the company to also utilize their resources and platform to give back to those that, you know, may not have that opportunity or even provide mentorship for job opportunities later on for college students in in certain uh, public high schools in New York City. So for me, that was always important. And so when I transition to wine industry, you know, I always found a way, okay, what can I do now here in this industry? How can we give back to our communities? So how did you officially decide to start Hispanics in Wine? So you had this background of already lifting people up in your community. And you've talked about finding this store where it kind of really opened your eyes to what was around in the Hispanic and Latinx community. So what how did you get from those little realizations to suddenly having Hispanics in wine? Of course. So I transitioned into the wine industry in 2018. And so when I started working and as a PR professional, you tap into all the different sectors, the trade, the press, the consumer, the wine brands. And at first I realized the lack of representation when it came to BIPOC, language barriers. Um, You know, I speak Spanish and I saw a lot of language barriers. And so with those small little thoughts and realizations over the past now three years, it always kind of was in the back of my head of, 
it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm at an event and I don't see anyone else speaking Spanish that I know of, maybe one or two other colleagues of mine. And so that was sort of a conversation that started in 2019. But with 2020, with COVID disproportionately impacting the hospitality industry and minority communities, especially, you know, coming from Queens, New York City was the epicenter of COVID. And we saw the pandemic really hit our local community really hard across the board. And so for us, that was such a huge impact seeing that, plus um, Black Lives Matter protest um, and everyone really just voicing their opinions. So that's when my colleague Lydia Richards and I decided, you know, there's we don't see anything for the Hispanic community in the wine industry. Let's just roll up our sleeves and do it ourselves and create an organization that we're building a network for our community and providing these opportunities. And that is how Hispanics and Wine started in September of 2020. I love that you you saw the gap and didn't look for someone else to fill it. You were just like, right, let's just do this. Absolutely. And, and I think that's important because, you know, I came to the industry from another complete other industry and I was new as a PR professional in wine. And I've always, again, seeking for that community. Where can I, you know, help someone else? Or maybe I have questions for someone and I couldn't find that. And I struggled my first year trying to find that sense of community who would understand, you know, coming from Queens, my background, Spanish language. And I, it was a little hard at first. And, you know, you always adjust and you adapt and you just make it work. But, you know, again, the pandemic just really shed light to the cracks of the industry, as well as the necessity to help the Hispanic and Latinx community. Because, you know, we, we are in every place of the industry, whether it's through vineyard stewards to, again, PR professionals to producing our own wines, there has to be a way to amplify our talent and our community in the industry. Yeah, it's really interesting that you, you say, you know, you find a way to make it work, which is kind of such a terrible phrase for someone to have to say you know, because it shouldn't have to function like that. So it's exciting to see initiatives like Hispanics in Wine coming through to make sure that people in the future maybe don't have to use that phrase. Maybe don't have to find a way to make it work because it's going to be working in a different way. Tell us more about how Hispanics in Wine actually works. So it's described as a social space to showcase people in the Hispanic and Latinx community. So what exactly does this mean? What are you doing? So Hispanics and Wine, we launched a website in March of 2021, and we are creating this digital centralized space for our community. So what that means is that we are providing English and Spanish content on our website for everyone who again, who may not fully understand English or are new to the industry coming from another country, and they need a centralized space where I can find job opportunities that are being offered in the industry to scholarships and education resources. And so with Hispanics in Wine, what we do is we are creating this sort of like database for individuals who need to look for these resources, but also find mentorships. And so what we started to create was um, called Hispanics and Wine Spotlight Series, where our team interviews different individuals of the industry, highlighting their 
their journey in the wine industry, their background, um, their advice to the next generation, as well as advice to the changes they want to see in the industry. And they also offer uh, mentorship. And we want to highlight their stories so that we can help other individuals in the industry uh, learn from them, but also create the sense of community that we culturally live on also in the wine industry. And and I think it's so important for us um, that we launch this initiative because, again, it highlights our talent that taps into sommeliers, wine producers, marketing experts, retail owners, um, social influencers as well. And we speak about also educational opportunities. So with that, uh, what we're doing is also working with other um, organizations in the industry to highlight what they're doing as well. For example, the Roots Fund is an, is one of them. I Voy, for example, in Oregon, who support and amplify vineyard stewards. And so we work with them to be able to tell everyone in our industry, hey, if you're in the Oregon County, in the state, and you're trying to get into wine, or you're a vineyard steward, go to that organ- local organization, support them, connect with them, they can help you. So our sense is also becoming a community within our organizations in the US. Um, because again, working together makes us more powerful than working individually as an organization. And and I think with Hispanics and wine, you know, the, there's a thing where you know when I was new, for example, again, um, I wouldn't be able to connect with another Hispanic professional who lived, say, in Texas or in the state of Missouri, for example. And so, being digitally also allows us to connect our network within the different states of the U.S. that you probably may have not been able to connect before because sometimes events are just in certain key markets and also connecting internationally. Uh, We've connected with these great individuals uh, from France, from Argentina, um, as well as Ecuador. And being able, again, to create this global network has been amazing because we also connect them with, if they're trying to work with a restaurant a Hispanic restaurant in New York City, we're making these connections and again, helping them with their network and amplifying their work. It feels to me like you're building a series of communities within a bigger community, like these little hubs of networks that could be useful at any stage of the way. And one of the things I really found interesting in your meet the community section on the website and you've already touched on this a little bit is that you are showcasing not only sommeliers or winemakers not only you know speakers or people who are already well known for what they're doing in the industry but people at all levels and all in all aspects so and I assume this was very deliberate to make sure that you are showing people in every possible iteration of the industry at every level. Yes, 100%. Um, I think it's important to showcase the talent diversity of Hispanics and Latinx. And, And it's not just also sharing their stories, but ultimately, we want to increase pressure on companies to hire Hispanics and Latinx professionals for the leadership roles, drawing from a deep well of unique backgrounds and experiences because you need that diversity in your corporate teams as well. And I think that's so important for for brands and professionals to understand that in the wine industry that, you know, when we speak of a Hispanic worker, it's not the vineyard steward. It's not someone behind, you know, at a restaurant, you know, they could be the sommelier, they could be that corporate executive making decision role decisions, because again, it can help those brands and those companies target 
the ever-growing consumer market in the U.S. And that's such an untapped market, not reaching the Hispanic consumer. Because if, if you have someone from that background in your team, you're able to understand our language, our different cultures. Um, South America is so diverse in terms of not just Spanish, but language, local languages, culturally, um, food and wine. Uh, it, and if you're able to target that, it, there's such a, it's such a deep pot of gold. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just smart business. Exactly. So another thing I noticed on the website is you have a whole section dedicated to music. Yes. So links to specific playlists on Spotify, what motivated you to include this? Because this is something very different to what other people are doing. We are very excited to have a music section uh, on the website because culturally we we love, you know, we love wine. We love parties. We love our family. Uh, that's part of our roots. And along with that is our food and music. And, you know, we come from, from such a vibrant family traditions and culturally. And so music with wine just makes perfect sense. And it's almost like we want to showcase that just like wine is so diverse, so is music and also our food. So you have food and wine pairings, for example, that is something we speak on a bit of non-traditional food and wine pairings. So my favorite meal from Ecuador some, you know, traditional way of making pork with this beautiful red wine. The same goes with music. I want to play my favorite salsa or very hypey Spanish music with this lovely Bordeaux wine. And it makes perfect sense for us. And, and I think that's something that we want to, again, emphasize our cultures and traditions outside of just the wine to wine professionals and just inviting them to our communities and how we work and how we think and culturally how we are. As someone who is immersed in the Italian wine scene where you cannot take the experience of wine away from the experience of food, I completely understand how you can't take that communal experience of wine away from a culture that is full of music that's full of food culture. And those two completely go hand in hand. So I was incredibly excited to see that this is front and center on your website. It is completely taking the entire culture. It makes complete sense to me. Yes. And and, and we're so excited uh, one day to have a in-person um, event or gathering and being able to have people experience that. And I think the day that we're able to finally do this, will be so exciting just again to just share the experience of our cultures and again that are so different um but with the music and the food and just being in that environment I think will be eye-opening to people to really understand because you can read so much about something you can listen to it a lot but when you experience it or when you travel and like it, I did in Spain and that was my eye-opening to the wine industry you have a sense of appreciation and understanding of that other person's um, shoes. Yeah, it gives you a whole new level of of understanding and an enjoyment of, of the culture. Exactly. So what has the response to Hispanics in wine been in the industry? It's been overwhelming in such an amazing and incredible way. Um, 
you know, we we are a team of four. I'm the co-founder. Uh, the other co-founder is Lydia Richards. Um, and on our team is also Yvonne Nil, who's trade expert, and Emilia Alvarez, who's a coordinator. And, you know, this is a passion project that's become something more than just, you know, we'll, we'll just help here and there. And the industry has been so grateful with us and really uh, coming to us for, you know, if you need anything, we're happy to help. Um, Also connecting us with other organizations, connecting us with other individuals who are starting the industry for the first time and saying, hey, I heard about Hispanics and Wine. I want to connect you to this person or a good friend of mine um, is transitioning into the industry. Could you help them? And for us, being able to get that kind of feedback and being able to help people is just so amazing and rewarding. And also a lot of, we've received a lot of opportunities, you know, as PR professionals, we've had a lot of journalists come to us and say, we're writing a story about, you know, Mexican winemakers or the Hispanic community in wine. Can you connect us with the right individuals that we can speak on? So being able to utilize our PR skills and having those journalists come to us and making these connections and amplifying these stories through the press. And again, which helps highlight the talent that we offer has been so rewarding for us. And yeah, I, I it, you know, I, I just can't wait to see what more we're able to accomplish and just the outpouring of help we receive. That was actually going to lead perfectly into my next question, because obviously it's must have been a slightly strange year Yes, to kind of start your first year in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and I know, obviously, that you've got in-person events in mind, uh, and I personally want a ticket uh, when you're doing some of those. But what is next? So apart from being able to bring this kind of online social network and community in person, what else have you got your eyes on for the future? So in the near future, uh, we're going to announce this big initiative, which can't say just yet, but keep an eye out in the month of August. Besides the physical events um, and continuing our digital presence uh, with the Spotlight series, we are going to start offering, um, hopefully in the near future, is proprietary scholarships um, and education. Uh, We want to provide, you know, education is so important to us as well and our team. And so one thing we want to do is provide education in Spanish and in English, where for those who do not have access to, you know, wine education, if you're, you know, trying to to become a sommelier, or even wine education for brands who are targeting um, Spanish consumers, you know, how to properly target labels to the Hispanic and consumer audience in the U.S., as well as working with brands. Um, another thing we want to do is work with brands and whether it's doing conducting DEI initiatives, speaking to the executives and teams on, you know, what is the Hispanic and Latinx community? What is Hispanics in wine? How can we be more inclusive and provide more equity um, in the space and also targeting the consumers? I think it's important for us, again, to continue this education in all fronts because, you know, we're, we're still working on this. You know, we're still in a pandemic. I think we're still seeing the ripple effects of how the pandemic affected our communities. And we're still working toward how can we help with this before we move on to post 
quote unquote pandemic and everything's okay, you know? I think that's absolutely vital. I really like that you've touched on specifically how the pandemic is affecting your communities. Like you say, there are particular communities, not just hospitality, but communities within hospitality that have been adversely affected by COVID for various reasons. And like you said, that work isn't done yet. Like things might be opening up, but the ripple effect, the, the repercussions of that still need to be dealt with. We can't just go, okay, it's over, let's continue. We still have a lot of work to do. Yes, and yeah, things are reopening and it may feel like, like you mentioned, right? It may feel like things are back to normal, but you know, we have these conversations daily with different professionals or individuals in the wine industry and it, feel, it still feels like 2020 for us. And so our mindsets, we definitely want to accomplish a lot, but we can't accomplish or do new initiatives without tackling the ripple effects of the pandemic and how it's impacted the industry for us. I feel, unfortunately, like you have a lot of work ahead of you. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully we can help with that. Um, Maria, thank you so much for joining me on the Italian Wine Podcast. Tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can learn more about you, because I've just been here in Verona with a community of new ambassadors, and there are several uh, Hispanic members of that community now coming back to the States looking for more information. I imagine they are not the only ones who listen. So where can we direct people? Absolutely. Uh, if you want to catch our Spotlight series, learn more about Hispanics in Wine, you can definitely visit our website, which is www.hispanicsinwines.com or our Instagram, Hispanics in Wine. We are widely available. We do respond to direct messages very quickly because we're always excited for anyone who reaches out, has any questions. And also we do uh, have a bi-monthly uh, newsletter that we sent. So sign up to the newsletter to get more information and learn more about Hispanics and Wine in our communities. Guys, we'll be tagging all of this in our social media. Please go and check out the amazing work that Maria and the team at Hispanics and Wine are doing. Maria, thank you so much for our conversation today. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and the team for having me today and talking about Hispanics and Wine. Thank you to everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media, subscribe, and of course, donate on the website to make sure we can keep these great conversations flowing. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.